0: This is Claudia Gray, and you're listening to Don't Burn the Sacred Text.
1: A long
2: time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. This is the story of Star Wars. You can read along with me in your book. O is for Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> All rebel
1: fighters met at fleet headquarters to plan their attack. Princess Leia addressed them Obi Wan never told you what happened to your father, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, I am your father. Hello,
0: I am C-3PO, and you are about to listen to the story of Star Wars. Another chapter is here. Welcome to Don't Burn the Sacred Text, the best book podcast on the Clashing Sabers Network. Don't worry about it being the only one. It's still the best. Uh, today, I am very excited to introduce my co-host. She is not Lindsay, but she is sweeter than a Jogan fruit on a hot Naboo day. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Adriana.
2: Ah, thank you. Hi, everyone. So
0: and this is, this is your first time on Don't Burn the Sacred Text? I didn't realize that. I could have sworn we yeah. did one. Wow. All right. Well, this is, a, this is a good one to start with because we have a very special guest today. Oh, yes. um, I'm very excited to talk with him. He is one of the newest uh, authors to the Star Wars canon uh, with his book Poe Dameron Freefall coming out next month. Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Segura.
1: Hey, thanks for
0: having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, today, we're, we're, we're just going to kind of dig into this book, and listeners, don't worry, it is going to be spoiler-free. Um, we really are just going to try to get to know Alex, get to know you as a writer and a Star Wars fan, and then kind of talk about um, your approach to writing Freefall. So first things first, you got to tell us how you became a Star Wars fan and, and what led you to becoming a writer and content creator, because you've got all kinds of stuff going
1: on. Yeah, I keep busy, which is good. Uh, in terms of Star Wars, I feel like, you know, it's it's just such an intrinsic part of our culture. It was always around, even, I mean, I'm an 80s kid, and uh, I don't remember a time where there was no Star Wars, you know, where the, that wasn't part of the big pop culture conversation. Um, one of my, my earliest movie memories is, you know, seeing the, origin, the, the uh, Empire Strikes Back and, and Return of the Jedi and the you know, the, the Ewok movie. And uh, it just it just kind of became part of who you were as a kid and the action figures and just being being in that world. Um, I just have a lot of really vivid memories. And then as I got older, you know, in that period between the original trilogy and the prequels, is you know, there was that gap of time where, you know, you, you got fandom wherever you could find it, like through the expanded universe, and that was the novels and the comics and stuff like that. So that's where I really became much more of an... An entrenched fan, um, and then obviously being, you know, being in first in line to see see the newer movies and, and things like that. So it's it's been ever present, which is really cool, and, and to be able to to add to that tapestry of story is is such a huge honor.
0: So you actually you were into uh, Legends expanded universe uh, content, keeping up with those books and everything.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I remember reading the novelizations of. Of the uh, the original movies and then just being kind of interested in that and then the Tim Zon stuff, um, yeah. So I mean, I've, I'm I'm a fan of expanding any kind of IP universe. I think it's, there's so many different ways to tell a story and just being able to expand into novels and comics and you know if it starts cinematically doing it in TV as well. It's it's just Star Wars is so vibrant and there's so much ground to cover. Um, so having that little chance to play in this corner with so much fun, but also. Even adding to it is, is interesting, too. It, just, it was just kind of a pinch-me moment throughout the process.
0: Yeah, I, I always feel like, um, and I, I say this a lot, that Star Wars is very simple but also very deep at the same time. Um, because you, you do have, you can you can watch the movie just as a fun popcorn flick and go about the rest of your, your day. Or you can get into it, uh, you know deeper in just terms of the movies or go even deeper with the books and stuff like that. So it's it's exciting to be in this generation now where we have content creators who are who grew up Star Wars fans, you know, and, and it influenced um who they became. So what kind of led you to to becoming a writer and podcaster and all the stuff you're doing?
1: Yeah, I mean I was even from an early age, I think there's a point when you like start consuming stories, like whether it's movies or novels or comics. For me, that was like the main stuff, like novels and comics. Um, and then at a certain point, I think you decide, well, I want to add to this, and I want to do do that too. And uh, early on, it was trying to draw my own comics or trying to write like a Spider-Man comic or whatever I was obsessing over in the moment. So I knew early on that I wanted to do it, and I think it's just we kind of have to find our path. So I, I have a journalism background. I did that for a while, and that kind of got me into the routine of writing on deadline and just uh, you know managing your word choice and just really being thoughtful about the, the stuff you put on paper. Um, and then I, I moved up to New York to work at DC Comics to do publicity, and that was that was kind of an offshoot of my journalism career, you know, Publicity writing and journalism is very similar, except, you know, I like to say publicity, you're, you're writing with bias, whereas journalism, the hope is you're not biased. Um, and so that's kind of that brought me into contact with a lot of creative people like different writers like Greg Rucka, Brad Meltzer, Scott Snyder, Gail Simone, just people that I had to promote, but also got to see, at, you know, working, you know, see how they operated and how their brains work and how they pitch story and read their scripts. And that was really informative to me in just my own process. And all that time I was, I was writing my first novel, Silent City, which is a, a crime novel. And, and the first in my PI series that's set in my hometown of Miami. Um, and I was a big crime fiction fan. I still am just, I love the mystery genre. I think you see a lot of that in free fall as well, just the, the kind of gritty underbelly of of the star Wars universe. And, and I think that's probably part of the reason they reached out to me, just having that crime mystery background. But, um, yeah, that's how I got started and then I wrote I wrote that first novel and at the same time I was also doing some comics for Archie and it's just kind of continued from there, thankfully.
2: I am one of the I don't want to say the biggest. Uh, there's probably somebody who's more uh fan, but um I love Poe Dameron a lot. <laughs> uh, I collect oh, every, every 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 um Action figure, anything that has Poe Dameron's face on it, I collect. I even named my dog Poe. Oh,
1: nice. Nice.
2: And so it's really interesting. Um, On Twitter, you tend to find people who are kind of like your people. And so um, something that was... Something that's always like in Poe Dameron's fans' minds is like Shara Bay. So I was wondering... um, Like how how did that... Like how... Bigger presence is Bay in the book, and how did that influence writing in the plot? <laughs> uh,
1: well, once I, I knew I, had, I was getting the gig, I, I I did a lot of rereading and a lot of I guess it's, I hate to call it research because it's so much fun, but you know, in addition to rewatching the movies, I also reread all of Charles Soule's Poe Dameron comics and uh, and the, the Greg Rucka stuff that involves Poe and his parents. And you know, the big big takeaway I had was that you know. Poe's parents are ever-present, you know, and, and even though his mom is gone, once you start reading the book, you immediately know she's going to be a huge part of the story. She's, she is, she's part of his thought process. She's kind of ever-present in the narrative, and, and so is his dad. You know, you see the conflict there and, and uh, the fallout from her death and just how that leads Cass uh, to react to his son and, and be protective of his son. And then you also see a little bit of both of them in Poe and how he behaves and you see that he's truly their, their, you know, the, the blending of their personalities. Um, so yeah, she's, she's obviously not alive in the book, but she's, she's a force in it and she's, she's a meaningful part of the story.
0: Yeah. I, I really liked that aspect of having her be present in the story and, um, it's very rare that we get the influence of mothers in in uh, Star Wars you know it's a lot of fathers and sons which obviously you have going on in this book that's kind of the the one of the propelling factors of the conflict uh, for Poe but right. being able to you know talk about the mother see that influence you know we, we kind of have to extrapolate things when it comes to like how Luke and Leia relate to Padme but th- it's very direct in here so I, I really appreciated that. Aspect of the book and and it brings a, another level, you know, to Star Wars.
1: Oh, good! I'm glad you liked it. I mean, I, I wasn't sure if you guys had read it, but um, yeah. I mean, yes. you uh, you kind of see who you are based on you know where you come from, and I, I think you see you understand Poe's decisions much better once you know what his background is and you know what his dynamic is or was with his mom and what his dynamic is with his dad, you know, he obviously loves him and they love each other, but there's conflict there. And, you know, Kes wants to protect him and Poe wants to explore and he wants to see what's out there. And I think that's something we can all relate to. If not right now, then at least when we were younger and wanted to kind of strike out on our own. So that's, that's to me a very, very kind of basic human feeling. Um, So it it was, it was interesting to explore it through Poe's parents who I thought it's tricky with a character that's not alive, but you want to reflect her influence on him. And we tried to strike that balance.
2: So you had mentioned, um, going back to read the comics, uh, Charles, Charles show comics, which I absolutely, I love those. Um, and that, that kind of influenced you, but do you, were you kind of aware of how like the fans view him? Like, 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 not to say, like, you take their headcans or anything, but, like, just overall, in general, how the fans feel about him, and and did that have any effect on your writing? Was it daunting (laughs) to you?
1: (laughs) How the fans feel about Poe? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely always pressure when you're dealing with a character. It's different, I guess. It's different for me when I'm writing Pete Fernandez, who's, like, my private eye character that I've created and obviously have full control over versus... A character like Poe that's been... Uh, so many great, talented people have, have worked on him from his first appearance to other media like comics and novels. And so you want to honor that and you want to count everything that came before and you want to be true to that voice and you also want to surprise people but also meet their expectations. I didn't want this book to feel like oh, jarring. I wanted it I wanted people to read it and say, oh yeah, that's Poe. He's younger, but that's him. You know, and we're seeing him kind of before we meet him in The Force Awakens. We're seeing how he became that Poe, but inherently he's very similar to that character. We're just seeing the journey that makes him that character.
0: Yeah, when when I first saw Poe in The Force Awakens, I was not not a fan. Um, Adriana and I came down in very different places because <laughs> I just I, I don't like the the rah rah you know uh, let's go get him team kind of characters. I just always roll my eyes at them. But then seeing yeah. the Last Jedi, and I, I was like, okay, now I, now I can get behind this character. I can see what they're doing with him, and then you know, uh, Rise of Skywalker brings that to a conclusion and i you you perfectly led into you know how um kind of a hard-headed stubborn teenager you know who who wants to go out in the galaxy and do his own thing can kind of end up there uh, where we see him in the force awakens and and you know we were talking earlier about um how you know it enhances the movies adding that extra material and and I think this really does I think instead of just getting this three movie progression that happens over the the year t- or two that the uh, trilogy happens over now we can see that this is something that's been going on with Poe for his whole life you know this is something he that's it's been building up to this uh, which adds a lot of depth to the character
1: well I'm so happy to hear that and I, I think my hope was always that people would read this novel and that would I don't want to say recontextualize but add some texture to the movies and that's kind of the goal of any expanded you know universe stuff or expanded media is that you read this other material and it makes the source material feel a little deeper. Uh, so you go back and you rewatch the movies and you have these story beats from the novel that kind of feed into what he's doing in the films and um you know life is complicated Poe is a complicated character and you know he does sometimes does things that don't make sense immediately but are are a byproduct of emotion or what he's feeling or what he's thinking in that moment. He can be stubborn, he can be hard-headed. But it always comes from a good place. I feel like he's got a really good heart, and he always means well. And he's loyal, I think, extremely loyal. And I think that that you see that in the book, and you see that also everywhere else he shows up. That he's he's just going to stick by you, and he's going to do his best. And sometimes he's going to make the wrong decision, but he will always kind of recalibrate and do the right thing.
2: It's interesting because Brandon kind of talks about how he didn't like his character and how the opposite. But I think for me, it wasn't necessarily like his character. Um, it was the fact that um, I am half Guatemalan, half Mexican. And knowing that Oscar Isaac was also um, Guatemalan, um, it was really, it was a really big deal for me to see that on the screen and, and taking my grandmother, who is Guatemalan to this, to the movies and sitting down with her and Pointing to him on the screen and saying He's Guatemalan too, that that was a big Deal for me and, and it was Like a really like life changing Moment and seeing my Grandma's That's reaction awesome. to it was was Crazy so That being said um, You know how um, Obviously We want you know these, these People to be, these characters To be represented um, Having Star Wars reach out to you And you know, take that character and, and how do you, how did you react? How did, did you try to integrate any type of uh, Latin culture into the story?
1: I mean, I was honored, obviously, that they approached me. I'm, I'm Cuban American and, uh, you know, I, I see the uh, the very necessary diversity conversations happening, not just, In fiction, but like in mystery fiction and and just, you know, uh, being true to your own voices and your writing. Um, I just my main goal with the book was to be true to Poe and to, you know, reflect story that I felt you know, his origin deserved. Like this is such an important moment for him. Um, and I really didn't want to minimize that. I wanted people to really feel like when they read this book, they got a very special and important beat in his history because it's it's very much where he starts. It's his starting point. Like, and if there was a, a Poe, this is the Poe origin story. So I tried to just be true to who I thought he was. And, um, you know, I didn't put any specific, you know, cultural beats in there. But I think if you read it, you'll understand wh- what it is, you know?
0: Yeah. You definitely like you, you feel like, okay, this is the, this is the, you know, Captain America getting the, the super soldier serum kind of thing going on, um, where he's put in this very unfamiliar situation. And, um, the, you know, obviously it's a star Wars movie. So everybody's all over the place with rise of Skywalker. Um, but just in terms of, like, knowing that that is his end point, how do you, how did you think about it from from going from his origin to his end point? Were you trying to make direct connections to that or were you more focused on kind of the Force Awakens era timeline?
1: That's a good question. I was more focused on making, you know, I obviously wanted there to be some connective tissue between the beginning and quote unquote end, you know, where his most recent chapter. But for me, it was, I think one of the challenges we face as, you know, doing tie in stories or, you know, additive stories is that the initial perception is, well, this, you know, what counts as the movies or what counts is this. And I wanted this to really count. And I wanted to add some texture to his story. I wanted to really give some background on Zori and where she came from and kind of tell this parallel story because you see her so briefly in the rise of Skywalker and it's, you you know, immediately she's important to him and she's important to the film. But I wanted to kind of add some weight to that. Like now, if you read that novel, if you read this novel and you go back and see the movie again, there's so much added energy between between them. You just, I, I think, I hope, I hope having you've read it, you read it and then you go back and see the movie and you're like, okay, I get it now. Now I understand what happened. So to answer your question, I think it's much more about like textural connections. You know, the idea that, mm. This feels like a lost chapter to what we've already seen for Poe. Like this is the lost origin story that we haven't seen yet and it should feel like in line in terms of tone and, and adventure and and just filling in those gaps but also doing something new. I didn't want it just to be like connecting the dots. I wanted it to also feel like its own standalone fun romp.
0: Poe gets involved, obviously right. we know okay. from Rise Great. of Skywalker with the the spice runners, right? Which is I mean we we all know what spice is in, in Star Wars and obviously that's something that you know you have to consider when you're you're writing a character like Poe who is he's not just a hero he's like a poster boy hero he's he's who you put on the propaganda posters right like be like Poe Dameron join the resistance but then you're having him start in this this uh i guess darker group but he's still trying to stay himself and he's still trying to figure out how do I remain myself in this, this time of when, when I've clearly like once he gets involved, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil that, but once he gets involved, he, he does realize like, I think I've made a mistake. Um, and he has to try to work his way, around that and kind of figure out his his own identity um which is a theme that is is really present in the sequel trilogies this you know identity and how much are we shaped by our parents versus how much are we shaped by the future so i just really like um that perspective that you brought to it
1: oh good i'm glad I, yeah and I, th- I think there's a there's a moment early on again not to spoil anything where you kind of see how that happened and how he ended up where he ended up and and like you said, how he tries to not just disentangle himself, but also do it the right way. And uh, I think the, the Poe you meet on page one of Freefall is intrinsically the Poe you know, but he just hasn't had the experiences yet to kind of become the one you see in Force Awakens. So it's it's that journey, like the lessons he has to learn in this book really shape who he becomes. But he's still a good person and he's still, you know, a hero.
2: Um. Can I like backtrack for a second cuz you talked about um fleshing out like that relationship that he has uh with uh Zori um I'm yeah. going to I'm going to be honest I I was not a fan of Zori in in the in the movie and the, the relationship was kind of um I don't know I I I'm a fan I'm just going to leave it at that um okay. so one thing I really one thing I really do, did like um after reading it is I'm not gonna say why, but it was just really like nice to get that fleshed out. I I wasn't sure how to interpret it, and now uh, after reading the book and then watching the movie, going back to watch the movie, it's like, oh, okay, I understand exactly what their relationship is now.
1: Good, good. I mean, that's that's like the best case scenario reaction I could ask. Um, I mean, and that was really a big big goal for me in in writing their dynamic. You know, I think people. You know, you know, you see the movie, and then you have an expectation of what the relationship was. And I wanted to kind of subvert that a little bit, but also show that their 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 you know friendship and relationship is meaningful, even though it doesn't fall into this like traditional like bucket of what people would expect. You know, it's the she's important to him, and, and he's important to her, and they have this history together, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean what people think it means.
0: So how do you how do you take those? The, uh, you know, these moments, we only have a few moments of uh, kind of Poe and Zori together in the movie that you obviously have to establish a lot of history. So how do you kind of like you mentioned earlier, how do you study that? Are you watching those clips on repeat on YouTube? Are you going through the whole trilogy? Uh, how, how do you dig into like those moments so that you can build the character relationship that, you know, does lead to and support and and even you know, improve upon uh, what we get in rise of Skywalker.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, a lot of it is really, you know, watching the movie and and saying, okay, this is where we land. Like this is, this is the, these are the big beats. And then really immersing myself in the characters. It's different Poe who has, there's so much material like with Poe, you know, comics and, and appearances in other books and things like that. So there was much more to kind of work with and, and, and piece together and decide, okay, this is what we have. Like, how did he get here? With Zori, I think the canvas, which was much wider. I mean, she literally, I, I, I can't add it up, but maybe he's like on screen for 10 minutes of the movie or it's very brief. Um, yeah. And so there was a much wider playing field in terms of how, what I could do, you know, obviously in tandem with, with Lucasfilm and, and the, the, the books team, you know, what could we do in crafting her origin story? Because it's as much hers as, as it is Poe's because there's, there's some fun twists in there and some fun little, you know, moments that I think will keep people on their toes as well. So it's really, okay, this is what we have figuring out how that all falls together and fits together. And then realizing, well, what can I add? And how does, what I add amplify what's already there like how does it ring true like am i writing poe in a way that syncs up with what he's done and does it add to that greater mythos that's the hope the hope is you always want to be additive you don't want to negate anything that came before but you also want to like have a say in it too and i think it's such an it's such a huge responsibility to come in and tell such an important character's origin story that you have a lot of people to i don't want to say appease but you want to honor them you want to honor their opinions and also do something new So,
0: you know, you you have a lot of um, connections going on in there. You have um, some connections to to uh, resistance and all kinds of like other things that happen uh, in Star Wars. So how connected were you during the writing process with the story group? Um, And was it more you just kind of. Wrote something and then they reacted to it, or was it more of a volley back and forth where you're like, "This is what I want to do," but they're like, "No." You, like, what was that like? What was that experience like working with the story?
1: It was good. I mean, it was it was really cool. It was very liberating. You know, I think uh, I think the assumption, the general assumption, is when you're writing IP or someone else's characters that there are very you know there are restrictions involved, and there there always are. But I was really pleasantly surprised at how open they were to ideas and suggestions and, and, you know, trying new things and introducing new characters and things like that. So it was a back and forth. It was like, it was never, okay, go away for three months and write a novel. It was very much like, okay, here's my idea. Have a conversation, get some feedback, go back, revise and kind of go back and forth. And there was a lot of, a lot of brainstorming and, you know, it it felt like a team effort in a really good way. Like just like a lot of brainstorming and, and just, Really deep conversations about character and and what we wanted this book to accomplish. So it, it was really positive. I had a great time.
0: Well, and that I mean we've we've talked with uh, Claudia Gray, Delilah Dawson. We've talked with with quite a few uh, Star Wars authors, and it's so interesting that, um, that y- you all kind of come in or come at it w- in different ways. There's some people who mm-hmm. are writing the story all, you know alone and then presenting it, and then there's some that are. Like you, who are are volleying back and forth more, you know. I th- I think the story group is is from my my impression as as an outsider is just kind of trying to meet each author where they're at, which is why I think where we've been able to get so many great books uh, of late, especially over these past couple years. And so for you, I, I love I love hearing about this. For you, do you like? that kind of situation more where it's more of a collaborative and you're adding to an IP or do you enjoy just personally as a writer making up your own thing and doing your own world building
1: yeah it's interesting i mean there was there was a time basically when we'd have a conversation and i would go away and kind of write a draft so it's you know i don't want to make it sound like i was calling them after every chapter but there there was a, it was very conversational and it's very different from when i would write like a crime novel which is really much uh, soup to nuts, just me in my own head writing, and then I turn it into my agent or my editor, and, it, and they kind of respond to it. And, and uh, it, it all kind of springs just from my mind. Um, I like both. I, I, I think uh, having a comic book background made this kind of collaborative effort in prose much easier for me. I'm used to like brainstorming with an artist or, you know, putting it together and, and seeing somebody else's contribution to the greater work. So, um, I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed really immersing myself in in, in the universe and, and seeing, you know, oh, this would be cool to throw this in there, or it'd be neat to play with this. And um, it, it really feels, in the writing of it, it felt like I was writing a, a crime novel in space, and I've said that a few times, like, in interviews and stuff. It just, um, it's very much a gritty story, and it's about, you know, a corner of the Star Wars universe you don't see as often, you know, it's really... It's hinted a lot, but it's it's not something it's, that's at the forefront. So it was really neat to explore that. And it was great to have that resource of the story group to bounce ideas off and, 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 you know, suggestions like, oh, I'd love to do something like this and they could suggest something. And it was really cool. And they were so open to bringing new things in that I was it was refreshing.
0: That's so good to hear. And, you know, obviously star wars fandom is is always all over the place in terms of what it likes and what it doesn't like and and everybody kind of comes into star wars (laughs) with their own thing that they're looking for right which again i'm a huge fan of the new canon um I, I feel like there's a lot more diversity, not just in the writers, but in the st- the style of stories that they're telling. So we get all these different looks into the Star Wars galaxy and we can get a book like yours, which is like a crime novel, but also kind of has a, a solo uh, kind of vibe to it where it's, it's yeah, you're in the gritty underworld, but it's also really fun. Like you're having that Star Wars fun. Um, so okay. I, really, I really appreciated that approach to it. And so when you were kind of uh, figuring out exactly what kind of story you wanted to write. We obviously, with Rise of Skywalker, we had some people who, you know, just like everything in Star Wars, we had some people who loved his arc. We have some people who didn't like his arc. We had some people like me who was kind of in the middle. So do, are were you tuned into that and in trying to, not necessarily um, feed into any particular uh, part of fandom or anything like that, but were, was the, the view of Poe um, from the fans did that influence at all how you approach the character and how did you wrote it or were you sticking with like i'm gonna look at the the novels and books and and, and my, trust my own gut in terms of who poe is as a character
1: i mean if you i think if you say you're not aware of what the fans are saying you're you're kind of in a vacuum and i'm, I'm definitely not in a vacuum i was you know, once the book was announced, like people made their opinions very clear <laughs> on social yeah. media to me, <laughs> um, and that's not a criticism. It's just the you know this is a very vibrant and diverse fan base, and people have opinions, and sometimes they're very different. But at the end of the day, good writing comes from character. So for me, it was about well, what, who is this character? Like, who is Poe? Who is Zori? What would they be doing? And what's the natural progression? And what's the conflict? And what tells the best story? and adds to, to the bigger story, you know? And for me, that, that was, that's always been kind of my North star with, with writing. It's what would the character do? Like, who are these people? And, and what predicament can I put them in to really show their character and show who they are? Um, and I think you, you don't learn about people until you see them under duress. So you have to really see Poe challenged. Um, you know, I, I think it, there, there were, would be easier paths, I think, than what happens to him in this book, but then it wouldn't be as essential. You know, this is the beginning of Poe and the beginning of Zori, and, and it answers a lot of really important questions. So I don't want to say I didn't listen to what was going on, I think, but I, I did trust my instinct, and I did trust the instinct of, of the, you know, the greater, you know, story group and, and everything um, to guide, guide the story. And, and, uh, and I think people will be pleasantly surprised
2: no spoilers, but I'm going to be honest, I was one of those people. Um, I, after watching The Rise of Skywalker and seeing Poe's arc and, you know, everything he means to me, I was I was disappointed. Um, and I was angry, and I was actually really hesitant about your book. Um, mm-hmm. Because he means so much, you know, and, and obviously, like you mentioned, that's a lot of pressure, but I feel like, like you did a really good job of balancing things out and kind of like making the reasoning of his actions very clear, um, which really helps to kind of like, okay, I understand now. And now I can take a step back and look and say, okay, I'm not, I'm not as angry as I, (laughs) as I I was before. And actually, the way you present it makes it makes sense. And so I just wanted to, like I said, not a a question, but like more comment, like, thank you uh, for that.
1: Well, yeah, thank you. That means a lot, and I appreciate that the book kind of landed the right way and, and recontextualized, I guess, your experience with with the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. I think every, I think one thing we forget is that the people crafting these stories are also fans, and so we've been in positions ourselves too, where you see a character and you kind of want them to do something different. So, I think I'll, 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 a lot of creative write, people and writers and talent like do keep that in mind, and so I'm I'm happy to hear that. But you, enjoyed the book
0: yeah so i mean clashing sabers like the reason we have clashing in our name is because we we really try to bring mm-hmm. together diverse perspectives and people who have different interpretations of the text and and stuff but do it in a way that we can have you know respectful conversations where we all you know leave as better people and i i think honestly your book kind of is a it's an encapsulation of that because like i said like there were there were people all over the place when in terms of every l- single little thing that came out about uh, Rise of Skywalker, right? And as it is with everyone, because like you said, there people care so much about it and the people who are making it are fans and care so much about it. But we all come to Star Wars for different things and and you, I think very masterfully, it doesn't feel forced um, in terms of your writing. Uh, you were able to, I think, add something to everybody's experience no matter uh where you come down on on any of it um i think you were able to really do that and, and make the character uh believable to where somebody like adriana who is is a diehard po fan and one like me who i mean i kind of like shrugged my shoulders when i first saw po i was like all right he's there but now i'm like how do you get there right it's a lot more interesting and it adds a lot more depth to that and that's that's not an easy thing to do so I'm just saying people go out and get the book go out and get the book today the wow, pre-order you. <laughs> it on Amazon because you're really going to enjoy it it's and it's a fast-paced quick read um, that you're really going to to have a good time with and uh, so I, I am always really interested in in kind of people who are involved in the ancillary material of a, of a movie um, kind of what your experience was like the first time seeing the movie and you don't have to tell us like what you knew and what you didn't know but when when you were sitting down to watch rise of skywalker for the first time were you able to watch it just purely as a fan or were you kind of taking mental notes about maybe I need to change that or ooh what about this what was that what was that like
1: it's a good i mean it's a fun question um I have two two young children, so I don't go to the movies that much. Um, but I did make a special like escape plan to go see uh, the movie when it came out. Um, so I, I don't know if a lot. Of, I mean, the luxury of getting to go see a movie added to the experience. <laughs> I think I was just really I was really happy to have maybe two or three hours to just sit in the theater and, and watch a movie. Um, so yeah. So f- from that perspective, I think I was just enjoying it as a fan, and, and I'm glad I allowed myself to just kind of sit back and have my popcorn and really just just watch a star Wars movie. Like it's still such a magical experience. It's so cool to, uh, to sit back and, uh, and enjoy that. I couldn't, I couldn't really help myself and I'm a writer. And so I was looking at things from a writer's perspective and also knowing that the book was happening. I, I left, I left the theater super excited because I think when you watch the movie, a lot of the questions you have, if you're a Poe fan are answered in the book. So you go, mm. if you go from rise of Skywalker to Freefall there's a lot of, you know, there's connections there. I mean, it answers a lot of those questions, but it also, like, leads you into the path that he'll take that will end up in Force Awakens. So it's I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn. I just think it's it's very cool that those two things, this movie and this book, are kind of in conversation. I feel like different forms of, of media and stories are always kind of talking to each other, not to get too new-agey, but... Um, it was cool. It was cool to see. It was cool to sit back and just enjoy a movie because I thought it was a blast. And then to also see how that would feed into the book and vice versa, that was extra, just really extra and nice.
0: Yeah, you. Uh, I, I think with the, with the story that you've told and, and how you've developed the characters in the book, that you could definitely insert some of these scenes as a flashback into the films, into all three of them at, at different points. And it would really... Uh, it would fit, and, and that's not an easy task to do for sure, um, because like like claudia gray doing it with uh leia princess of alderaan you know you get a lot more depth coming into um the relationship of of uh leia and haldo and so when you get to those the scene of them saying goodbye it's so much more emotional um or even catalyst oh, yeah. her, her book you know fantastic. yeah and yeah. catalyst yeah. It, the way that it, it enhances that first scene so it's really cool that uh that star wars can can do that for the fans and, and um is bringing in so many different people to, to, to do that. And hopefully this is, uh, this is your first, but not your last entry into, into the star Wars galaxy.
1: Yeah. I'd love to yeah, do I'll more. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love that. I'd love that. And, uh, you know, it, I, I, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's always room for more.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: Oh yes. No spoilers. But the, that ending was, was pretty great. <laughs> really. Oh good, good. <laughs> so <laughs> was not in the best mindset with The Rise of Skywalker and um going reading this and now being able to go back and make like connections and and understanding that like I I feel like it makes me feel a lot better um about everything and um and that's just a good feeling.
1: <laughs> that's great. I'm happy to hear that. So I'm I'm happy that the book landed the right way for you.
2: We do a We do, like, a lightning round, so um, uh, just off the top of your head, (laughs) the first one. Okay. um, Which Star Wars movie did you watch most recently and why?
1: Uh, Empire Strikes Back, and it was just for fun. I just wanted to rewatch it.
0: I can't fault you there. I just got to go see it in the theater for the first time, and, oh. Oh, nice, nice. Talk about a theater experience.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Next question. Uh, Who is your Star Wars partner in crime or BFF? So this could be anybody in-universe or in real life.
1: You know, in in the writing of the book, I just got this great uh, great affinity for Poe. I mean, it sounds so cliche, like I wrote the Poe book and now Poe is my favorite character. But uh, I I really felt like I got to know him in the process of telling this really important story. So uh, everything that he does, I'm now like really hyper tuned into.
2: You can join our fan club.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to do it. We have
2: a Twitter group chat. It's great. (laughs) Oh, nice. Next question: uh, What would your Star Wars pet be? There's Porg. I guess
1: so. I'd like to have a. I'd have a, a Bantha if I could.
0: Okay, that's that. We haven't gotten that one before. We usually get like the cute, uh, you know, the Porgs and the uh, Crystal Foxes. So a Bantha.
2: All right,
1: I like it. Yeah, why not? I mean, just change it up. Yeah. Hey, I mean... yeah. <laughs> I think
2: that's better. You can <laughs> ride him. He's. You he can be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: it just seems much more utilitarian. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, which Star Wars character would you let take over your Twitter account?
1: Probably Rey. I think Rey would be, you know, she'd be very direct, but also not afraid uh, of, of a Twitter battle if it came up.
0: And she would probably be tweeting some complaints about Poe if we're being honest.
1: Cause... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's lovable but frustrating.
0: Oh, that's that's honestly like. Uh, one of my favorite scenes in the entire sequel trilogy is the two of them volleying back and forth. So, uh, oh yeah, they, they yeah, it's great. Be very interesting.
2: All right. Uh, last one. Favorite Star Wars one-liner.
1: The Yoda, do or do not. There is no try. I mean, that's just so like, it almost doesn't feel like it's from a movie. It just feels like it's a life, life quote. You know, Obi Wan, there's no such thing as luck, or what is it in my experience? There's no such thing as luck. I love that one. That that's, feels that, that feels good. Yeah, that's my choice. That's less obvious than the Yoda one. That's a, that's the first it is, time we've it gotten, it's gotten that one, words too. To live by. Yeah, those are the good words to live by, too.
0: Well, awesome. So thank you so much for joining us today. This has been a super fun chat, and uh, hopefully it's got yeah. people as excited for this book uh, as we are. As of right now, it's coming out on August 4th, I believe. That is that correct? Yes. I uh there's been shifting dates everywhere, so now I had them memorized and now I don't remember things. So uh, that will be coming out uh next week at the time of this release. So make sure you get your pre order on Amazon um, or go to your local your- bookstore. Yes. Yes. Um sure. If it's open. If it's open and you can go safely. So uh and curbside and you curbside can- pickup. Curbside pickup with a mask exactly. on, yes. <laughs> All right. So yeah, Alex be uh safe. be safe. Tell people where, if they want to connect with you, uh, where they can find you on the interwebs and then uh, whatever projects you want to promote or talk about that are not under NDA, share those as well.
1: <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you can find me at uh, www.alexsegura.com or on Twitter at Alex underscore Segura. Uh, And you know, Poe is coming out on August 4th and uh, my next novel is coming out from Flatiron Books. It's called Secret Identity and it's a mystery set in the comic book world um and i've got some other stuff you know just cooking but i can't really talk about it yet
0: fair enough fair enough i think one of the cool things about uh getting all the new st- uh writers that we are in star wars is that it's also uh encouraging me to to go out and check out their other stuff so i'm looking forward to grabbing a couple of uh your other books and uh the one you just talked about, about being a comic book world. I, I like that. So I'm going to check that one out. And everybody should, too. And if you want to find out uh, about our thoughts on uh, Poe Dameron Freefall, we will, of course, we'll have our full episode of that uh, a little while after the release to give everybody time to read it. And that will be our spoilery episode. Uh, Analysis and discussion uh, that you just got a taste of today, so make sure you are subscribed to the network so that you can get all of our episodes, including Adriano Starships, Forever Star Wars, our main show, and this show, Don't Burn the Sacred Text all under one banner. Just click that button. And if you want to hang out with us more, share your opinions on the novels, stories, characters of the Star Wars galaxy. We, of course, have our Facebook group, uh, and we have our Twitter account where you can always find us. We're always posting uh, there, and you can share your thoughts. And if you really love Clashing Sabers, and we know you really do, then you want to make sure you're going over to our Patreon. We are going to be... um, adding more and more to that. We have some levels uh, that we are going to add to that so that you can get all kinds of goodies. And 100% of the proceeds goes to our literacy nonprofit uh, to get Star Wars books into classrooms across the country. As I've said, we've been very blessed that we are, are able to cover uh, the the operating costs of podcasting and the website and everything without um, having to dip into that. So 100% of what you contribute on our Patreon goes either towards purchasing the books or getting those books to the students. So make sure you jump over there and do that. And Adriana, tell them uh, where they can find you and what you got cooking over in the starships, uh, realm of things.
2: Um, so I have, uh, an episode with Lindsay coming out, uh, Ooh. soon. Yes. And then, uh, I've got some other stuff in the works. One's already done. I'm just setting up dates for the others. Uh, so there's a lot coming <laughs> um, and you can always find me on twitter at celestial intent uh, my DMs are open if you want to come talk about shipping any any ship any ship you want uh, maybe All? except for like ray kylo
0: <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> calm down there um, <laughs> uh, I'm just
2: kidding, I'm just kidding <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, 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 uh-huh so anyways guys keep on reading keep reading Podammer and Freefall, keep on writing but whatever you do, don't burn the sacred text